0: You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBS Sports.com networks. And in today's show, the Packers upgraded their defensive line yesterday by signing Ricky Jean Francois, formerly of the Washington Redskins, plus. On our website, PackerReport.com, my colleague Evan Daniels interviewed Aaron Rodgers for his podcast, and I have two snippets of his 40-minute interview with Rodgers, and I will share those with you later. But before we get into those things, I'd like to remind you to check out the rest of the Locked On podcast network, which includes Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On NFL, and Locked On Fantasy. And of course, go over to my website, PackerReport.com, got a story about Francois, I got a story about... Who's the Packers general manager, and who's he, why is he signing all these guys? And a little bit later today, I will post the last part of my series of replacing the Packers' key free agents, and I've got six possibilities to replace the departed duo of Julius Peppers and Dayton Jones. Leading off, Ted Thompson strikes again in free agency. This is unbelievable. You know, I did the, the story over at Packer Report last night. In the last four, off- or the previous Four off seasons combined, Thompson had signed four free agents who had started a game. So I'm not including guys like Kyle Sabetic in that mix. So four guys who had started a game. He signed four this off-season alone. Who's taken our Ted Thompson and replaced him with this imposter? <laughs> Ricky Jean-Francois being number four on the list, following in the footsteps of Martellus Bennett and Lance Kendricks to tight ends and cornerback Devon House. Jean Francois gets a one-year deal worth $3 million, according to ESPN.com's Adam Schefter. A key move here on two fronts. First and foremost, they, got, they had to replace Mike Pinnell, who was suspended twice last year and ultimately released before the Dallas playoff game. And number two, they have to replace Guyan for the first quarter of the season after he got suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. So without Guyon, the Packers' defensive line uh, before the Jean-Francois move was Mike Daniels, last year's draft picks Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, Christian Ringo, a sixth-round pick in 2015 who's barely played, and Brian Price, undrafted rookie in 2016 who played, I think, 10 snaps last year. In the first week or two, they got put on uh, the practice squad for the rest of the year. So not a lot of experience there. Um, so you need to replace A, you need to replace Guy on the player, and B, you just you need you needed a someone was actually got some experience. So Jean Francois fits the bills on both those regards. A good solid setting here for three million dollars a year. Six three, three thirteen. Last year for the Redskins, thirty-two tackles. One-and-a-half sacks, two-and-a-half stuffs. Remember, a stuff is a tackle at or behind the line versus the run. Not a pass rusher. But he gives you more than Guyon's going to give you. Um, Last year, he had one-and-a-half sacks, but he also had six quarterback hurries, according to stats. And in 2015, he had seven quarterback hurries. So if you take the last two years of pass rushing... Jean-Francois, three and a half sacks and 13 hurries. Guyon's last two years, zero sacks. That's as many as you had, by the way. So Guyon, zero sacks, seven and a half hurries. So again, you're, I'm not pushing this as you're getting a two-way player, but you are getting more. And if you got Jean-Francois playing, at least you got a chance to maybe get some push on the quarterback, a quarterback, a clean-up sack or two. Again, last two and a half years, three and a half sacks, 13 hurries, versus no sacks and seven and a half hurries. So you, you, you've gotten a better player pass rush-wise. And certainly a steady run player guy, maybe a bit better there. But I will say, if you go to the NFLs, well, you can't go there. The NFL has a media stats site that I like to check out. And they have something called net yards against average. And they in that stat, like for Jean Francois. The Redskins defense gave up um, basically one-third of a yard less per carry when he was on the field versus when he was off the field. So I think that's always a key stat where, okay, when this guy's on the field, this is what you're getting. When he's off the field, this is what happens. And for the Redskins, the run defense got about a third of a yard better per carry allowed um, with Jean Francois versus when he was not on the field. So I thought that's a, a pretty notable number. Um, Guyon was plus a third, so opponents actually average more per carry with Guyon in the game. So you, you've got a, a solid run defender. You got a guy who can at least give you a, a little bit of a push in the pocket. Maybe more important than all that, though, you got a guy who's played. In his last seven years, he's played all 16 games six times. Um, he's got 30, I believe, 32 career starts. Excuse me, 36 career starts. Um, you take Daniels out of the equation, Kenny Clark started three times last year, and that's it, well, with, with Guyon out of the equation. So you've got experience, you've got some production, all in a one-year $3 million deal, and Jean Francois pretty happy, too, because he was set to make $3 million from the Redskins this season, but he got cut. So a pretty big upgrade there. So you, you, you had to replace Guyon, and you've, you've got a veteran, which is key, and two it probably takes the pressure off to go draft a guy. I'm not saying you're not gonna go draft one. Because you 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 never pass up a big guy that you like in the draft. But you know, again, if if we're gonna focus on this draft on corners, edge rushers, replacing TJ Lang, and getting a complimentary back in there, that's a lot to get done when you've got eight draft picks. And now you don't have to necessarily draft a D-line. I mean, you're gonna go into the season with Daniels, Clark, Jean Francois and Lowry is your top four. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. And then, of course, you're going to get And so you probably get by for the first quarter of a season with Ringo or Price as that number five guy. Because remember, you get Guyon back after that fourth game, and now that's your five-man rotation, but you don't need six. So at that point, to me, six seems to be overkill. Um, So I would... I would assume, unless they plan on cutting Guyon, which I don't think they're going to do because, as my colleague Rob Damosky reported a few weeks ago, the Packers reworked Guyon's contract. I don't think they would rework his contract if they intended to just flat-out replace him. So my sense is they'll keep Guyon. And when he's back after week four, now your D-line is, is Daniels, Clark, Guyon, Jean Francois and Laura. That's a pretty solid five. I don't think you need to go draft a guy at that point. I, th- I think you're probably you're probably pretty happy with that group. So I, I think Thompson's done good work here with a not flashy move but a really solidifying a group which needed a little bit of a boost. List. If your company would like to speak directly to Packers fans, your company could be right here in Lockdown Packers. Sponsor Lockdown Packers, and your company will reach a passionate 98% male audience that is 78% between the ages of 18 to 44 and 75, from 25 to 54. And recent studies have shown that podcast listeners are 65% more likely to interact with sponsors than other forms of media. Get your company great exposure right here on Locked On Packers. All rates are very reasonable and based solely on the numbers of listeners, so you get your value. Email me at packwriter2002 at yahoo.com. That is packwriter2002 at yahoo.com to get started today for your company to be on Locked On Packers. All right, my colleague Evan Daniels, who is scout's um, head scout for college basketball recruiting, Caught up with Packers quarterback and college basketball junkie Aaron Rodgers for his podcast. Timely podcast, obviously Rodgers closely follows the Badgers in college basketball. So I've been talked Badgers, Final Four, along with Rodgers' path to the NFL, including how getting overlooked in high school helped them motivate him to be the player that he is today. So a whole bunch of stuff in there, a wide-ranging 40-minute podcast that pulled out a couple of things from it. And we'll lead off right here
1: a weird question but i'm curious and obviously you know the mental side of things a lot of it's just being smart and and knowing you know i'm not a football guy but knowing the right reads to make and all that but how do you get how do you improve your mental toughness like is that something you just have or is that something that you can get better i think you can get better at it i think you have a baseline Uh, everybody's got a baseline but which is really directly related to your uh, circumstances growing up i think and in the environment you grew up in uh, at home and and also in school and and in youth sports. Uh, The key for me was dealing with adversity, was having adversity hit, whether it's an injury my sophomore year in in high school or, you know, the uh, the feelings of being uh, under-recruited. Those things really, uh, you know, that adversity, when it hits your response to that, uh, t- tell is telling with, with your mental, how much mental toughness you, you actually have. And um, and the other part to it, I think, is the fear of failure, which is a very real yeah thing that every athlete uh, and really every person deals with. Um, you know, I think that it's not, it's not something to shy away from. I think it's something you really have to embrace. Uh, you have to embrace that every time you go out there, you may experience failure. And your response to that speaks to your character. And I've always tried to embrace that fear as a challenge to myself to be great um, and not have to experience that failure. And that's always worked for me. So it's really embracing that fear and then rising above it and channeling it to a a positive. Now, I know you're in the off-season. You're out in California working out. I guess since you were younger, how much has your off-season training –
2: and then toward the end of the podcast, Daniels asked Rodgers about Randall Cobb and the upcoming season.
1: I love Randall, man. He's He's been such a great player for us. The key for him is, is uh, staying healthy. Some of that is on him, but a lot of that's not. A lot of that's uh, hits you just can't avoid and, and things that come up throughout the year. But Randall takes care of his body so well, and he's he's such a great player, a great teammate. He has a great focus. Um, you know he's been a really big part of our success. Last year, not having him out there for a few games really uh, was tough on us. You know we had Jordan and my Allison step up and, and play some good times for us. But you know we got to the playoffs. We got a healthy Randall back, and what happened? He catches a hail mary, and he catches two other touchdowns. And he was a big part of our success and our ability to move on and get to the NFC Championship. So he's a he's a vital part of our success. Uh, a great, uh, like I said, a great teammate. Obviously, a great friend. But uh, you know we need uh, we need a healthy Randall Cobb to, to get to where we want to go next year, and that's that's all the way. I like our chances. You know we added some guys to the mix, and Martellus Bennett and and Lance Kendricks. So we just signed Kristen Michael back for another year to to play running back with Ty Montgomery. Uh, we signed Devon House, who had been with us for four or five years as a corner. We probably need a couple more pieces on defense before the season starts, but but. Uh, we're going to be really tough to stop on offense. Um, Mike has a great system there. It's ever-evolving and changing, and uh, I put my stamp on it uh, once we get it uh, down on paper. and uh, It's exciting, man. Green Bay Packers fans should be really excited about this season and and the possibilities, and, and just the sustain, sustained success that we've had there eight straight years in the playoffs is phenomenal. But when you play in Titletown, and we haven't won one for six years, the goal still remains the same, and that's to win it all. And, and we got to find a way to, to go all in this year and and uh, and bring back that trophy. It's, it'd be fun too. It's uh, Minnesota this year, the Super Bowl, so it'd be fun to win it on our on our rivals' turf. No,
2: nope. you can check out the rest of that interview over at packerreport and that will do it for this episode of Locked On Packers. My sincere thank you for listening. I truly appreciate it. Have a great day and a great weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday.
0: The list.